not fear the one and only Tucker Carlson. He's here, right here, right now. Buck up, it's going to get better. Hello and happy miniature Monday. I am full-size Troy. Uh, I am regular size Tyler. I didn't know we were specifying. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a uh, mini episode of Tuckered Out, a podcast where we talk about probably regular sized man Tucker Carlson. I've never seen him in person. I don't know. <laughs> we won't make any brazen assumptions about his size. So, I wonder how tall he is. I'm going to guess five six. I'm going to look it up right now. Do you have any guesses? <laughs> Are, are we memeing? I think he's taller than 5'6". 5'10". Um, I'll cross my well, fingers that I'm shit, taller he, than him. He's 6'1". Yeah I, yeah, I figured he'd be taller than me. Son of a bitch. <laughs> it's all those TV dinners growing up. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, this is a, a mini episode. We're going to have a regular full-length episode out on Wednesday this week. I just I needed a little bit more lead time on the show that we're going to do than anticipated, so um, there will be a full episode this week coming. It'll just be out in a couple of days. Um, Sounds good. I, I know that we've had a couple of um, new patrons in, since the previous episode, and your shout-outs will be on Wednesday's episode. And then also while we're here, because we've kind of made it a point in the show not to talk a whole lot about Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. Um, and Tucker is making that really fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> he revealed on Thursday after the verdict came through that Tucker Carlson tonight had had a camera crew following Kyle throughout the entire duration of the trial. And then they are going to have an extended interview that's out on Monday. Gonna interview Kyle Rittenhouse. Yep, he uh, Tucker actually nabbed Kyle's first post verdict interview. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm still a little bit on the fence about exactly how much we're gonna deal with that because in terms of like if there's value in it for us, I don't think we have any takes that other observers of the situation haven't haven't heard haven't made better. Um, yeah. And I don't think that Tucker is doing anything in his coverage of the story that we haven't seen him do before uh, in a more interesting way elsewhere. Like he, okay. he, he did the whole thing. He was like, he was mad that it was taking the jury a while to deliberate. And he was, what this is, is that they're terrified that if they exonerate Kyle Rittenhouse, then their cities will burn because of all these rioting leftists. And that's the same shit he did with the Chauvin verdict. What he said at that one was the jury delivered a, a resounding decision today. Please don't hurt us when Chauvin was found guilty. So it's it, it's just a rehash of that and dumber. Great. Okay. Was that this year? Was the Chauvin verdict this year? It was. We covered it. Time but... is meaningless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, what we're gonna do today is another thing that happened in the previous week on Tucker's show was that. Tucker Carlson tonight turned five. The show had its its five year anniversary, and in celebration of that, they played a, a short montage of some of their favorite moments from from the last five years on the show. And it was dumb. Most of it was like Tucker popping off good zingers in interviews. They played the segment from his interview with Michael Avenatti, where 
uh, he was like, yeah, I like humiliation porn. That's why I watch you on CNN and stuff like that. Uh, five is uh, around the age you stop throwing tantrums, right? Should we? Uh... <laughs> man, a man can dream. I mean, we put him on timeout last week and maybe he'll <laughs> <laughs> learn something. <laughs> ah, man. Yeah, so what I wanted to do on our show was a a roundup of our favorite moments from Tucker's show. And so I was looking back at things that we've enjoyed since we've been doing our podcast, like uh, the chicken lady segment was a good one. Oh, I love the chicken lady. (laughs) Um, That kind of business. But I decided, you know, I don't think we have enough of a backlog yet to have earned a clip show. Um, Maybe not. so, So... what I'm going to do, uh, I, I wanted to put together a, a little montage of great moments from the five years of Tucker Carlson tonight that we haven't gotten to talk about on our podcast. Okay. And so I have eight of them here, and I've assigned some, some categories to award. Uh, to start off with, and this is this is an honorable mention because it didn't actually happen on Tucker's show, but on a interview on the on the Rubin Report. And this one I labeled best admission of guilt. Uh, nothing intelligent happens on Dave Rubin's show. N- not a thing. Not a thing. <laughs> when you have to cover some idiotic thing that Stelter said or Cuomo, just these these clown people, when you have to cover it, right? Or Don Lemon, as you call him. Like, what? how do you think they live with themselves at this point when they just lie again and again? And we have the internet to expose the lies. If this isn't 20 years ago when you were on CNN. Yeah. And we, and we couldn't expose things. We can expose it now, and they still do it. Well, it's, I guess I would ask myself, like, I mean, I lie. If I'm really cornered or something, I lie. I really try not to. I try never to lie on TV. I, try, I just don't, you know, I don't like lying. I certainly do it you know, out of weakness or whatever, but to systematically lie like that Mm -hmm. without asking yourself, like, why am I doing this? So if, if these people ask themselves, why am I doing this? You say, well, because I want to protect the system because I really believe in the system. Okay. Who's running the system? You're, you're lying to defend Jeff Bezos. Like you're treating you're treating Bill Gates like some sort of moral leader? Like, are you kidding? Like, how dare you do that? I lie to protect myself, and that's good. You lie to protect Jeff Bezos, so you're disgusting. Also, what does that say about the system that you have to lie to defend it? Um, Fair. <laughs> not to get overly serious on our on our fun, happy times show. Um, but, okay, I really enjoyed, I think, I think we need to stop and take a moment. Dave Rubin recognized that the Don Lemon thing was a joke. Good job, Dave. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I would have expected Dave Rubin to be like, you know, every time it, you talk, I, I think you're going to talk about that Don Lemon guy, and then you talk about Don Lemon instead. It's <laughs> you're leaving a lot on the table here, Tucker. <laughs> yes. So, so good on Dave for recognizing a joke. Gold star. <laughs> Good job, Dave. Um, and that's our only honorable mention. So then everything else we have is from the nightly show proper. Then this one, the best example of Tucker providing cover for fascists. Because um, this this segment happened to occur on the very day, Tyler, 
that uh, Michael Cohen was raided in connection with the Mueller investigation. Okay. So this so is like a hundred years ago. So this Ooh. is this is what Tucker decided to talk about in his show that day. You know, the official story about pandas, they're cute, but adorably helpless, which is why they're almost extinct. But like a lot of what we hear, that's a lie. According to today's Wall Street Journal, quote, the real panda is a secret stud with a taste for flesh and a fearsome bite. Pandas, it turns out, can easily kill you if they felt like it. Thank God they don't. They're not against sex either. They just hate unsexy zoos. But when they're in the wild, male pandas engage in a fierce sexual contest. The winner has sex 40 times in a single afternoon. It's a good thing pandas are so distracted by their personal lives or humans would be the endangered species. Something else to be great. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah, what? He just talked about pandas for so long. <laughs> that was 36 seconds of panda talk. <laughs> Pandas are sex crazed studs. Which is why none of them are having sex. Anyway, <laughs> it's like a big problem or something. Every animal segment is the best. Like, that's right up there with Chicken Lady. Wait, and why then, can't someone just give Tucker an Animal Planet show and then he, he I can know, right? stop commenting on politics forever? <laughs> God, like a Springer Spaniel training show would make Tucker so happy. I, d- I listened to an interview a couple of days ago where he was talking about how he just finished reading a book on training Springer Spaniels. What? That's what he does in his free time, and then he goes to work to do Tucker Carlson tonight? Are you kidding me? <sighs> um, this one, this next category is kind of keeping with the zoonotic theme, but uh, this one is um, best spooktacular on Tucker's show. Livingston, Ohio was living in a state of fear tonight. That city has survived deindustrialization, crime, opioids. Now it faces an even more profound threat, zombie raccoons. In the past week, Youngstown police have responded to more than a dozen calls of bizarre behavior during the day by these ordinarily nocturnal critters. No one has captured this on camera yet. So imagine the raccoon in this file video as a zombie. According to one eyewitness, a raccoon has walked up to him as he walked his dog, reared up on his hind legs, and then poised to attack, abruptly fell back as though having a seizure. According to authorities, this isn't a virus. It's something called distemper. It makes raccoons lose their fear of human beings. Our stage director, Louie, just said this happened to him in Toledo. So it's possible it's an Ohio thing. Either way, stay safe tonight. Um, okay. Uh, Tucker, do you know what a zombie is? (laughs) He said... Raccoons go out in the day, but they're normally nocturnal. So those are zombie raccoons. Tucker doesn't know what a zombie is. He thinks it's like a reverse vampire. Wait, like, do I become a zombie if I pull an all-nighter? Is that, like, by this logic? Man, I'm usually in bed by now. I must, I can tell my flesh is starting to rot. (laughs) What really elevates that one for me is is the ending. Just, uh, you know, our stage director, Louie. He said this just happened to him in Toledo, so maybe it's an Ohio thing. thing of well, zombie raccoons are native to Ohio. That <laughs> well-known fact. So then, uh, this next one is slightly longer, and the category is best white victimhood. Universities are obsessed, they say, with stamping out harassment. They've got whole programs dedicated to that, but not all harassment. Some is fine, it turns out. 
Ryan Wolf is a student at Wake Forest University in North Carolina. He says he's faced repeated harassment, verbal and racial harassment, for his views. School officials, though, say they're not going to do anything about it, probably because they don't like his views. Ryan Wolf joins us tonight. Ryan, what happened? Thanks for having me on, Tucker. Um, Thanks. So back uh, before the 2016 election, we had a panel um, talk that was hosted by the College Republicans, Wake the Vote, and the Wake Forest Review, which is the conservative publication on our campus. And kind of before, during, and after this event, uh, there were messages about me on social media and in group chats and uh, that were kind of trying to intimidate me. Um, and then after the event, I was handed a box of saltine crackers and in a group chat during the event, uh, a student photoshopped my face onto a cracker. And uh, so our school has fairly strict um, verbal abuse, harassment. And I, but, and but by the way, just to pause, I assume that's a, that's a slur against your ethnicity, correct? Uh, yes, that's I, how yeah. it was intended, absolutely. <laughs> oh man, it was so offensive that we had to ask for clarification to find out if we should be offended or not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so for clarification, just to be perfectly clear, Tucker has invited this kid onto his show because some kids at college photoshopped his face onto a cracker. This won't do anything for our listeners, but Tyler, I'm going to send you a picture in a moment of the graphic that they put up on the screen for this segment, because it's the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Let me see it. I'm ready. Oh, my God. (laughs) Is that the image in question? I don't know if that's the actual image or one that they made up for this segment. Either way, it... (laughs) Belongs in cursed images is what it does. <laughs> yeah, I, it's also it's just it's so low effort. Like it doesn't like his face isn't the same color as the saltine. I I, um, I, I will I will tweet this for anyone curious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it it it's it's a work of art, and this kid he runs he like heads the college Republicans at his university. You know this kid's an asshole. Yeah, he looks like an asshole. <laughs> this this was just like something funny, and then he's trying to get the school to like sue them over it. It's it's ridiculous. He ended up on Tucker. So for, dumb. He ended up on Tucker for this shit. <laughs> I got photoshopped onto a saltine. God, it's so stupid. <laughs> um. So that was the best white victimhood category. Um. <laughs> Next up, we've got best case of Tucker misrepresenting medical science. Because we, uh, we've had a lot of bad examples of Tucker doing that over the course of this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's what I enjoy. We're learning more every year about how little our health authorities actually knew when they told us what to eat and drink. Here's another example. New research from Iowa State University recommends daily consumption of red wine, weekly consumption of lamb. But here's the headline. The research shows that cheese, fromage, queso, is, quote, by far the most protective food against age-related cognitive problems, even late into life. It's a prophylactic against Alzheimer's. So cheese doesn't just age well, cheese also helps you age well. As a kind of public service announcement, we've crafted a new advertisement spreading the good news about cheese. 
Are you fed up with strict and stringent diets that don't give you Parmesan to eat cheese? Well, don't be blue. You're not provolone. The show that's the sworn supporter of cheese is confirming what we've known from the start. America's favorite food is, in fact, nutritious. New studies show a steady dose of cheese will leave you shredded and reduce cognitive decline. So these people aren't crazy. They're healthy. Don't Swiss out. Okay. Okay. So they've just played a a, a loving video, like like a, a lifetime style video of like a cheese wheel rolling down a hill. Now, th- this is what elevates this from a weird clip to a great clip. Because Tucker brings on a guest to talk about this. Do you have any idea who he brings on as a guest, Tyler? Um, I do not. I'm looking at his face and I don't even know who this guy is. So <laughs> this, this is such an amazing choice. I hadn't seen that. Pretty funny. Who to talk to about cheese? Obviously, Brett Favre, world-renowned cheesehead, NFL legend, joins us tonight. Brett, we're so great. Brett Favre. Wait. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> he brought on Brett Favre to talk about cheese. Because he's, is he like a Packer? Is he from Wisconsin? Yeah, he's, he's a famous cheesehead. So that's their angle here. Okay. Grateful that you're on the show to talk about cheese. Did this surprise you? Uh, nothing in today's world surprises me anymore. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I feel the same way. So you're obviously famously fit. We're the same age. I think we're almost exactly the same age. You're in a lot better shape than I am. How much more cheese do you eat than the average person, would you estimate? Yeah, oh, what the fuck? I'm gonna say I eat under the average. I love uh, cream cheese and pepper jelly. I love goat cheese and I love pepper Ooh. jack. Um, but I don't know if I eat as much as the average Joe. Um, I may be wrong, but that's just my observation. I love so cheese. Look, though. Well, looking back on your life, would you count among your regrets not eating enough cheese? Now that you know the truth about cheese. <laughs> Stop, please stop talking, Tucker. Uh, oh, my God. Mentally a lot sharper at this point at yeah. 51 had I eaten more che- uh, cheese. <laughs> That's, I feel exactly the same way, though. I'm, I'm really trying for my health. So if you had, and you're always asked to categorize things, to predict things as we move toward the Super Bowl, I'm sure people every day ask you. So I'm going to ask you, if you had to rate the cheeses in order of importance, what what would it be? For me... Cream cheese is, oh, is it's so perfect, is number one. Yeah. yeah. And pepper jack would be two, and and then goat cheese, which I kind of lump in with cream cheese. But um, I, I'm, I'm certainly a, uh, a cream cheese type of guy. I, I notice a theme here, if I can just sort of put an overlay for our viewers. All the cheeses that you mentioned are on the going. softer end. You're not, Parmesan wasn't even Still on the going. list. Is there, a, is there a reason you like the softer cheeses? You know, I kind of like the texture more than anything. Yeah. The goat cheese and the and the cream cheese have that uh, different texture. Yeah, they do. They do have a different texture. Little did we know that they're life-saving and life-enhancing. Red Farm, I can't tell you how great it was to have you on the show tonight talking about cheese. Great to see you. Hey, whatever I can do, Tucker, just, just let me know. Thanks, man. <laughs> see you. Okay. So, Tucker... 
wanted his celebrity crush to talk to him. So he found the stupidest reason in the world and just went with it. How can we work in the segment where I can talk to Brett Favre? God damn it. (laughs) (sighs) I love this lead up. They made this whole video about cheese and then I probably under the average. Like, yeah, yeah because he's healthy he's a football <laughs> player <laughs> he's geez. not gonna eat a lot of cheese cheese isn't good for you <laughs> oh god i was just gonna say it's fine if you eat cheese and drink wine like you don't you, it's not gonna kill you but it probably isn't gonna like cure alzheimer's either <laughs> yeah it's fine it, it's just food <laughs> so then this next one is uh best instance of Tucker getting angry on air and being unable to air a segment as a result of his profanity. Really? Uh, you prob- I-, I would guess a lot of our viewers have probably seen this one before. It's when Tucker tried to interview Rutger Bregman. He's a Dutch historian. He spoke at Davos. Um, okay. I think, I-, I think I've seen this before, but and, I don't and, remember it. <laughs> and-, and Bregman basically like was talking shit to the people at Davos for not paying enough in taxes. And so Tucker wanted to have him on because he's like, hey, I like to performatively yell at billionaires too. And then this doesn't really go how Tucker planned. About immigrants instead of talking about tax avoidance. So I'm, I'm glad you're now finally raising the issue. But that's what been been happening for the past couple of years. Uh-huh. And I'm taking, I'm taking orders from the Murdochs? Is that what you're saying? No, I mean, it doesn't work that directly. But I mean, you've been part of the Cato Institute, right? You're, you've been a senior fellow there for years. You've been, you've been taking their dirty money. They're funded by cock billionaires, you know? Wait, why don't you tell me how it does work? Well, it works by you taking their dirty money. It's as easy as that. I mean, you are a millionaire funded by billionaires. That's what you are. And I'm glad you now finally jumped the bandwagon, you know, of people like Bernie Sanders and AOC. But you're not you're not part of the solution, uh, Mr. Mr. Carlson. You're part of the problem, actually. AOC, wait, but can I just say? It's true, right? It's true, right, that all the all the anchors... All the anchors on Fox, (laughs) they're all millionaires. How is this possible? Well, it's very easy. You're just not talking about certain things. It doesn't even, Fox doesn't even play where you are. It doesn't play where you are. (laughs) Well, have you heard of the internet? (laughs) I can watch things whatever I want, you know? I have, actually. I, I, I can't say I'm a great fan of your show, but I do my homework when you invite me on your show. So, I mean, you're probably not going to air this, uh, but I went to Davos to speak truth to power, and I'm doing exactly the same thing right now. You might not like it, but you're a millionaire funded by billionaires, and that's the reason why you're not talking about these issues. Yeah, only now. Come on, you jumped the bandwagon. You're all like, oh, I'm against the globalist elite, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's not very convincing, to be honest. To Why don't you go f- yourself, you tiny brain? And I hope this gets picked up because <laughs> you're a moron. I tried to give you a hearing, but you were too f- annoying for me. Uh, you can't handle the criticism, can you? <laughs> God, it's I, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. I wish that that had a bigger effect. 
<laughs> on fans of Tucker Carlson's show. Yeah, he is a millionaire funded by billionaires. Weird that he doesn't talk about this. <laughs> also, just he looks like a weak bitch in that conversation. And like, I feel like that would be a bigger deal. Yeah, just all, all he could fall on was like, you're a fucking moron. Like, you're a tiny brain prick. You know, <laughs> it's, it's pathetic. Yeah. And then this next one. So this category is uh, best making a boogeyman out of something mundane. I don't know how you could have picked a best one when he does it literally every day. (laughs) Earth has fallen under the yoke of tyranny, the metric system. From Beijing to Buenos Aires, from Lusaka to London, the people of the world have been forced to measure their environment in millimeters and kilograms. The United States is the only major country that's resisted. But we have no reason to be ashamed for using feet and pounds. So says new Criterion editor James Panero, who spoke with him recently. I'm joining you so, tonight as I'm joining you tonight as an anti-metrite. I'm taking a stand against the metric system, the original system of global revolution and new world orders. God bless you. That's ex- and that's exactly what it is. Esperanto died. But the metric system continues, this weird, utopian, inelegant, creepy system that we alone have resisted. How long can we hold out against it, would you say? Well, inelegant? The United States stands nearly alone in the world in maintaining customary measures. The inch, the pound, the foot, the mile. And we should stand tall on our own. We know what they are. It was customary measures. Measured out the Industrial Revolution and customary measures that took us to the moon. The metric system, meanwhile, is the product of the French Revolution. It was imposed at the business end of the guillotine. So why are our leaders so anxious that we join the rest of the world in using, you know, Robespierre's favorite standard of measurement? I don't understand. Well, that's right, because it's assumed to be progressive. It's assumed that everyone has gotten behind it. Uh, Let me take you back to a bit of history. 1793, the height of the French Revolution, the height of the French terror, the Jacobins deposed the Pied de Roi. That's the foot of the king, the measurement of France, and replaced it with the meter. Now, all customary measures use man and his labor as the basis of its measurement. What's an acre? It's the amount of land that a yoke of oxen can till in one day. A mile comes from right. Mille Passes, or 5,000 paces, um, a thousand paces of five feet each. A meter is what? It's an abstract division of the globe that isn't even accurate. So it's, it's completely made up out of nothing. It's totally made up. And, here, and here's something else. Even worse. Everything you just said was made up. <laughs> it's a 10 size. What the fuck do you mean? The French Revolution went all in for 10. They try to impose a 10-day week, 100 hours, yes. 100 minutes, 100 seconds. They had a whole revolutionary calendar. Now, the metric system with its tens is what remains of their radicalism. Now, that sounds reasonable. Actually, counting by 10 is pretty good. We have 10 fingers. You can count your money in 10. It's good for abstract right. calculations. It's not great for measuring things in the real world. There's a reason why our measurement system has 12s, 8s, and 60s. 
it comes from ancient knowledge, ancient wisdom from the Romans 12, from the Babylonians 60. Why? Because those numbers divide up evenly into thirds, fourths, halves, and enables common people to make calculations and to measure their lives without complex arithmetic. What's a third of a foot? It's four inches. What's a third of a meter? 33.3 something centimeters. It doesn't even add up. You see the problem right there. I do, I do see the problem, and I've never heard it as eloquently expressed as you just did. I think you give a lot of us heart. What's a seventh of a foot? The, the, the global <laughs> of the metric system, and bless you for that. Well, thank you. You know, our system is quaint, but it's ours. It connects us to our ancestors through cups, through teaspoons and tablespoons. I can still cook the recipes of my grandparents. Oh, God. Past, that the French Revolution and the revolutionaries have always tried to destroy. Yeah, I'll accept the kilometer when we accept the euro. Never. Thanks very much. All right, thank you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, he's he's. U.S. units are better because they're based on the real world. Because an acre was based on how many, like, how much land an ox could till. But like, every ox would be able to till a different amount so it's not consistent and like a, a thousand paces or whatever like everyone has a different stride distance there's no, that they, they don't actually measure that they made it they they're like oh this is this one guys and now we're going to use that for all of them it's not it it's 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 but just the, as arbitrary as a meter but the metric system is just made up out of nothing yeah and then (laughs) oh my god like all of math is made up out of nothing you have to agree to use like numbers in order to to do anything you have to like agree on a consistent set oh my god it's so dumb i uh i googled it i am shocked i am shocked that nasa actually used uh customary units uh, to get to the moon, I I thought that was just a lie. Yeah, you know, it looks you like would, they switched in 1990. Yeah, if you would ask me, it would have been. I probably would have been like, yeah, NASA's probably always been on the metric system. That just makes sense. Yeah, yeah. none of those arguments hold any water. Obviously, <laughs> like, like you said, what's yeah, a then, seventh of a meter? <laughs> yeah, well, well, okay. He's like, what's a, what's a third of a foot? It's four inches. But like you can do the same thing the other way. So like a, a seventh of a foot is some weird fraction, and a seventh of a meter is seventy centimeters. No, no, that's a lie. A seventh of a meter would be like would actually be a weird fraction. Um, different example. Um, a fifth of a foot is some weird fraction, and a fifth of a meter is twenty centimeters. That's actually true. The seventh is a weird fraction on both of them. Um, anyway. I know numbers <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> the, the way he pronounced kilometers at the beginning. <laughs> Fuck you. Seriously. <laughs> that reminded me of uh, last week when he was like pretending not to know what Business Insider was. Like, yeah. just stop. <laughs> yeah, like, you went to college, motherfucker. You know how to say kilometer. <laughs> Seriously. And the, this is our final category. Uh, best, best example of Tucker getting hoardy on his own show. Stacey Abrams as the one true governor of Georgia, never elected, but still spiritually in charge. But she's more than that. 
Stacey Abrams is one of the most talented and sauciest romance novelists of a generation. But like so many great artists, she can be underappreciated. And that's why our senior editorial producer, the great Tom Fox, spent $7 to track down a copy of one of her steamier novels, the 2006 tour de force Hidden Sins. Now, most of the novel is a mystery. And to be honest, we didn't really follow the plot line. That's not because the writing was bad. Oh, no, no, no. This is Amanda Gorman level stuff. Really, it's because our eyes were drawn reflexively to the more salacious elements of the novel, like moths to a very, very hot flame. How hot? Well, our senior producer, Alex McCaskill, volunteered to perform a dramatic reading of the most titillating moments in Stacey Abrams' novel. He's still recovering from that. The recording session began innocently enough. Heat, like an inferno, blazed in his veins. Temptation, like a song, clouded <laughs> his mind. It demanded that he slide his arms around her, that he trail his hand along her spine to sink into the silken curls at her nape. Heat, like an inferno, temptation, like a song. Now we know what you're thinking, grammarians. Hitting the similes a bit hard? At first we thought so. But then like a half-empty train at Penn Station in the middle of the work week, we thought we could just pull away. Ho, ho, ho. But we were wrong. We had to continue. Does this keep going? It does. Oh, no. Of course it does. <laughs> Their tongues tangled, danced, and she reveled in the movement. She splayed eager palms against his chest and tormented the flesh she found there. Too far away, she gripped his waist to pull him closer until she stood cradled between his hard thighs. She tormented his flesh with her palms. We were tormented as we read it. As we read it more, we noticed our thighs were also getting harder, much harder. But Stacey Abrams wasn't done with us yet. We hadn't encountered any of her dialogue yet. It was all exposition. And then it hit us. A full line of her characters actually speaking to one another, not just grunting. He's going to do it again. In language. It's they never know when to quit. <sighs> no. Hunger raged inside her, demanding to be sated. Wicked thumbs teased her too sensitive flesh and stole her breath. But it would mean nothing if he didn't understand. You're all I've ever wanted. <laughs> Wicked thumbs! Will we ever, going forward, ever be able to call Stacey Abrams anything but Wicked Thumbs? We'll see. Probably not. The book is called Hidden Sins, and frankly, we feel like we've just sinned in public. You can have that feeling, too, for the low, low price of just $7. <laughs> Get it. But go easy on your thighs. It'll wear them out. All right. A couple of things. Uh, Tucker, fuck you. Uh, if you're not into it, you don't have to shame everyone who is. Uh, kink shaming's bad, and fuck you. Second, um, to... Tucker Carlson's wife, my condolences. (laughs) (laughs) 
Whoa, he, baby. He, he laughed at the idea of like touching someone gently. So I'm really sorry. <laughs> Whoa, babe, those wicked thumbs are getting a little saucy over here. I think we I think we just sinned. I mean, we we we, we know from his interview with Gavin McGinnis that Tucker considers himself a sexual neutron bomb. Um, which it, it doesn't sound particularly gentle. <laughs> uh, no, no, it does not. Known for violent explosions. In, in which no one experiences any pleasure. <laughs> <sighs> so th- that's, that's our, be- that's our best of Tucker Carlson tonight. Um, it's been, I'm glad that show has been on for five years. I can't believe this has been going on for five years. If this is if this is what his show is when when we're not watching, um. <laughs> it's it, it, it's wild, dude. It's it's absolutely I, wild. I long for the day that the metric system is the biggest problem our country faces. Right? Oh my <laughs> god! I would love to be fighting about the metric system. Oh, that'd be so great. Maybe we have to decide which system our new monarch wants to implement once the United States transitions to a joint stock corporation. I've been reading a lot of mold bug. (laughs) (laughs) The government is going to become a joint stock corporation. Yes. Um, And is that, is that what he thinks socialists want or is that uh, that's what what he, that's what he wants. Um, That's his idea. The, the country is basically going to have a CEO um, with unilateral authority, but there will be a board of supervisors who can revoke that authority and appoint a different CEO. So, yeah. Okay, so no elections, just a, a guy. Yeah. And a board. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like an improvement on what we have. Well, I mean, Tyler, startups have brought so much good to the world. <laughs> Why not run the global economic and military superpower like one? Yes, because those things are perfectly analogous and there's nothing. (laughs) There's no meaningful difference between (laughs) a government which exists to protect its people and a corporation which exists, which exists to make profits. So those things are exactly the same. And we shouldn't think about that any further than that. If we want to be a real Republican in 2021. I mean, it, it thinking is an easy way to become a communist styler. Next thing you know, you'll be measuring things in kilometers. <laughs> <laughs> in kilometers. I like started thinking about Star Wars after he said that. Like I didn't. It didn't Hello, process. Ren. Yeah, like it didn't process that he was saying kilometer like an asshole. <laughs> so I just I'm like, what what does a, a Kylo mean? Oh, okay. Got it. I would so much rather be thinking about Star Wars now. So much of Tucker's humor, his 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 sense of humor is just saying words the wrong way, like Kylo meters yeah. or Don Lamont. <laughs> yeah, like what what is the punchline there? Like, I mean, people who say this are elites or something like people like people who we should say it wrong to make fun of the people who 
intellectual is intellectualism is is bad yeah those, you those, know how to say words right those coastal elites who can pronounce words are... yeah like, i don't i never thought about this before now I, now I have so many questions like he does this all the time <laughs> just the just this week uh he did a segment about kamala harris it, it was it was super dumb he dug up this video that showed that Kamala Harris used to date Montel Williams. So then he was like, well, what else don't we know about Kamala or Kamala? She says it both ways. No, she doesn't. You're just a dick. Yeah. But yeah, I, Oh, before I forget, I did want to um, provide people with some recommendations because it, it, we've pretty much left the Kyle Rittenhouse stuff untouched. But if there are any listeners out there who do want good commentary on exactly what's going been going on with the Cal Rittenhouse situation, uh, the podcast opening arguments did a couple of really good episodes on it. Um, so I recommend checking those out. And then we've also talked ad nauseum about the Whitmer kidnapping plot in Michigan that happened a while back. Uh, I listened today yeah. to uh, an episode of a show called A-Lab. It stands for All Lawyers Are Bad. And um, they, they did a, an episode where they went through the court documents in that case. Um, it, it was really interesting. And so if, if that piques your interest, definitely check them out, too. But we will be back on Wednesday with a full-length episode. Um, in the meantime, Tyler, do we... Uh, yeah, fuck it, why not? Do we have a sworn enemy this week? Kylo Ren and space imperialism? Fuck Kylo Ren. <laughs> <laughs> I have some opinions on Kylo Ren. We, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> now I'm curious. Okay. We can add it to our spinoff podcast. It's like uh, iCarly and Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, heads up Wednesday's episode. We're going to hear from some Nazis. It's not going to be a super pleasant time, but it is one that I'm really looking forward to. It's most excited. I've been about an episode in a bit. Um. So we will see y'all then and uh, have a great time. Thanks for listening to my most professional sign off ever. (laughs) (laughs) Buck up. It's going to get better.